It's time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Alongside former Packer Brian Balaga, here's Emmy Award winner Homer. The best 60 minutes of your day. My leading comment, the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur should hire Joe Barry as a positions coach. That's what LaFleur wants to do. He's been a pretty good positions coach. If Joe Barry's willing to do it, which I think he is, then that's that's my advice. My advice to Matt LaFleur, do what you want to do. Not the defensive coordinator. He's a good positions coach. Everybody agrees with that, along with the agreement they couldn't believe you hired him as a defensive coordinator, given his resume. But And I will defer to the doctor of football after he wishes everybody good evening, all the other nice things he says, as to whether he agrees and or if Joe Barry is going to be back as a positions coach. Joining us now, the doctor of football, Brian Bulaga. Now I want to know what he's going to watch twice because the Packers are done playing. I don't think he'll watch the playoff games twice. Homer, good evening. It's good to be with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, w- I, w- I won't be watching the playoff games twice. I'll, I'll watch those once. It, you know, I'm not – I mean, I'm interested in them, but I'm not that interested in them. You know, it's one of those things. If obviously, it's very it's very saddening that Green Bay's not getting ready to suit up in Detroit this week. I mean, it, it cuts me deep. But Does it really? It cuts yeah, you it deep? Yeah, because deep. Come on. It does because deep, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think they should have won the game. Fine, They should have won the game. Yeah, that's why it hurts. Fine. But they're not they're not a Super Bowl contender like you were on the Packers many years. That cuts you deep. When you think you can win the Super Bowl and you lose and don't get to the Super Bowl, that cuts you deep. This can cut you, but not deep. Come on. Come on, Doc. You can't get away with that on this show. Yes, because the the potential was there. The team was building. It was getting hot. You know, if they go... If they beat Dallas, the two seed, they beat the 49ers, the one seed. Then they go to Detroit and beat the three seed. Right. They're more than they're more than worthy. And ifs and buts are candy and nuts. Do I need to finish that? No, but that's why I'm saying it hurts. That's why I'm saying it. It's not it's not that I don't think they deserve to be in that situation. It's just, you know, it's they were playing like a hot like a, a team that is a last seed that gets hot right. and makes its way. I mean, to be honest with you, in 2010, were we were we supposed to be in the Super Bowl? Yes. Were we a team? Yes. That, yes. Oh, no, 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 we weren't. Yeah, go we, back and check my tweets. When the Green Bay Packers, when the Green Bay Packers, going back to 1961, when the Green Bay Packers are in the top two in defensive points given up, they go to and win the NFL championship. It was true with Vince Lombardi. It was true with Mike Holmgren. And it was true that season. That you, I'm disappointed. As good as the uh, student of football, if you did not, at that point when the playoffs started, recognize how good your defense was and how important it was and how certain it was that you had a great chance to win a Super Bowl, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I mean, it might have been you didn't listen to the show. 
because that's what I was saying. And and I certainly wasn't listening to radio at the time. Yeah, that's right. But you, are you telling me that you didn't recognize the difference between that defense and any defense the Packers have had since 2010? Take it away. Gotta wait. Can't wait to hear this. Well, obviously, as a rookie, I didn't know what we were doing. I was just playing the games. I understand. Right? Like, I was just playing the games. You didn't I recognize thought... Charles Woodson. You didn't recognize Nick Collins. You... Oh, what are you practicing on. with these people? <laughs> what? Of, of course I recognize well... how good they were. <laughs> I mean, it's just – but when when you're in the mix of it and you're playing good as a team and you're hot and you're winning games and every game's a win, you got to win to move on, win to move on. You're doing that for four or five straight weeks and you continue to do it, you just look at it as we're playing really well, and right. you know we let's get into the tournament and let's see what happens. Right, but every person, including you, was saying, and yes, I stated if they win the Super Bowl, it will be the greatest championship ever in the Packers Green Bay history. Why? Because in addition to their success in the playoffs, they were dealing with Ute, and everybody, including you, brought up that they're a very young team. And while yeah. that means you're not aware of where you are, it also means that the youth could come back to bite you, and in fact it did, which should have prevented you from being cut deep. You knew that, right? You knew every game the biggest risk was that the young team would play like a young team, correct? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, always I a, that's, that's always a thought. But the thing, the, the thing I look at when watching them throughout the entire, mm-hmm. you know, the, these last games is they were not showing that, right? Like they correct. weren't showing that this isn't, that the youth of the team wasn't really an issue. Now, there were games, obviously, throughout the season that we could say that. But when they were making their push that they had to keep winning these games to get in, it reminded me, obviously, a lot of our team. And I get that the personnel was way different. Oh, I get it. come on. And, yes. and, the, and the defensive statistics were way different. Dramatically I I different. Yeah, I know. I know. But, I mean, I get it. But uh. it wasn't like – when you're when I was there playing in 2010, that that was something that was really in the back of my mind. It wasn't something that I was thinking about. Right, because you were um, a rookie and you didn't know. But if you had been a vet, as you learned over the next few years, you probably look back and goes, "Damn, I should have seen what we had in 2010." That crossed your mind at some point, I'll bet. It did. Yeah, it did. Okay. As as you know, well, you look at who was on the roster, right? Right. Like, yes. And you, and you, you look back on the roster and you're like, "Wow." A lot of studs, a lot of studs. Um, but, you know, with all the injuries that happened that season as well, you just didn't, you know, you didn't know if the team had enough to, you know, get over that that hump in the playoffs. And obviously we just kept winning games. But um, it, it started, like, watching the team this year started to remind me a lot of what we did in 2010. That's why, you know, you see something that looks very similar and then, you know, they fall short, you know, no matter what it is, like, I want to see the Packers win another championship. Like, I think that'd be amazing. Like, so I was rooting it on. I was all in. I, I really wanted them to to at least get to the NFC championship to give themselves a chance. So that's why losing in the divisional round the way they lost, mm-hmm. that's why it hurts. I mean, no, like, I agree it, that it cuts that, you, but cutting you deep, you're going to – It wasn't – it certainly wasn't a scratch. It wasn't a, a paper cut. No, you know, it was, a, it was a somewhere deep, a between cut. a paper cut and deep. <laughs> a deep paper cut. You've had those. Now, I would say this. if they, Yes, I have. Uh, I would say that if they get in the same situation next year, yeah, you would have a reason to be cut deep. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I, I more so of a reason. Right. All right. Let's get more, let's just yeah. get right down to it because I got yeah, other stuff. So. so, what are your expectations for next year? All right. One. These are expectations. I, this does not mean it's going to happen, but this is your expectation. Question one: Will they have a winning record? Yes. Will they win the division? No. Will they make the playoffs? Yes. Will they win a playoff game? Yes. Will they be in the NFC Championship? I think yes. Okay. Clearly that's different because everyone you gave was also obviously what you think, but you felt it necessary to say, I think. Generally, the Homer analysis means that you're not as positive about that as the other ones. Otherwise, you wouldn't no, have well, to say, I think. Well, it always, like, I, right. like, just the way this kind of played out, it all depends on seating and who's playing, mm. who, what teams are playing well when, you know, Green Bay was a perfect example. You know, no, right. one want, no one wanted to see Green Bay as the seventh seed. I agree. Like, no one wanted to so see like, him as any seed. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it kind of, that's why I said, I think, because it all depends on when they get into the tournament, who's playing what style of football, who's yeah. hot, who's not, injuries, all those kind of things. Once that all lines itself out, you get a really good idea and a good feel. Right. Obviously, being the seventh seed, they had the hardest track through, right? Two seed, one seed, had to go to a three seed. So, like, it was always going to be the toughest route mm-hmm. through. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they are an NFC championship team. Will they get to the Super Bowl, which means will they win the NFC championship game? I don't think so. All right. So your expectation is that the Packers will – have a winning season, even though they don't win the division, they will make the playoffs, win a playoff game, and be in the NFC Championship game, um, though they will lose because they won't get to the Super Bowl. That's your expectation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I got to think about mine. I'm not too far from there. Uh, I do want, and we'll address this in the offseason, but the other yeah. issue about the Packers is is determine, to determine whether this was a season in which they were hot or they were good and hot. There are teams that get hot one year and it doesn't follow the next year. Mm-hmm. So For sure. that that For sure. is I mean, that is a possibility that people aren't bringing up. Possibility is they're not as good as they seemed at the end of the year. They were just hot. I would say Philly probably would have been that too last year. Yeah, they yeah. totally went in the you, dump. You know, I, I think while. I mean, you make a great point. Obviously, that's a Thank that's you. a very that's Thank a great you. point. I think this team has a ton of good talent, a ton of good talent. And I think they're only going to add to it. Um, and this group getting more experience, I don't think that's a fluke thing. I think that that is a a sign of things to come. Yeah, because you think they're uh, good. Yeah, I think, right. they're good. Okay. I think they're good. I think they're good. So, uh, and. I think because they are young, I think these guys are only going to get better, right? Like, I think that these, this young wide receiver group's only going to get better. I think the tight ends are only going to get better. I think the O-line is going to grow and get only get better. My Obviously, the question that you brought up to start the show, the defense, you know, that is an open-ended question that we could talk about that every show until they kick off week one um, and discuss that because – I, it, it depends on what they do. It depends on who they hire. It depends on what guys are retained. It depends on what they do for agency and in the draft and all that. Like, there's so much on that side of the ball that, um, that 
has me a little, I don't want to say concerned, but it has me hesitant about the true potential of them going into next year. Do I think the offense is going to be better? I do. I think it's going to be better. I think you give Matt LaFleur a year to learn Jordan Love and, and what he likes to do, what he excels at, what are his you know strengths and weaknesses. And, and I think you take that into an offseason and um, you account for what all these young wideouts do really well and kind of what their niche is. And you, you put together a heck of a plan and go, go out there week one with all the weapons and roll. We don't really know what defensively what this is going to look like, right? Are, are they going – complete scheme change are they completely going away from the joe barry style are they going to a four down type team are they going to stay with the three down type team because of the personnel that's on the team or do they feel that that personnel can change and play a four down system so it's it's very interesting kind of where this defense can go and like i'll answer your question you started with joe barry i I don't think you could bring him back even on staff I don't think you can do that. Why not? I think because I, for one, the new D coordinator will get to pick his staff, right? And I don't think the D coordinator is going to retain Joe Barry, the old D coordinator, to stay on as a position coach. The second thing is the players then, right, that whatever position group he just coached, they this team was and defense was losing confidence in him for it looked like for a while. So now you're going to enter, put him into a position group, and now whatever position that is has to listen to him, try to teach them a different defense, a different scheme that in your heart he may not even really believe in because it's not his scheme and it's not what he wanted to do or he envisioned. And then he's trying. It, it just there. It's a conflict of interest. But what um, if he has the same system as uh, Barry, but just no, does it more aggressively? There, I don't think they're going to bring in someone with the same system. No, nope. uh-huh. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to look at. I don't think they're going to bring in someone with the Joe Barry system. I'll just put it that way. I think they're going to go for a change. Now, whether that that change is like a style of like Wink Martindale. Now, that's something you could look at for sure. And you know, that's a that's a three down scheme that's very aggressive. They do a lot of different pressures and movements and stunts and disguises and. They deploy defensive linemen in different positions, which could be a good fit. Or do you look at, I, I doubt he comes, but he's my number one pick. If I'm like, obviously we could talk about Bill Belichick. That's never going to happen. But if it's my number one pick, I, I'm doing everything to get Vrabel. I'm doing everything I can to get Vrabel. They hate each other. He I, was, I get it. I mean, I get it. I, all I, get I know it. is I heard someone say, it's not going to happen. And what? And the reason the person said it's not going to happen, I believe, is because because Matt LaFleur told him it ain't going to happen. Vrabel was going to oh. fire him. I mean. Uh, I think he'd again, hire me I, before he'd hire Vrabel. I don't know all the backstories. Neither do I. I, I, I don't know I don't anything. Know. I'm just I, going I by that. when I hear reporters say stuff like that, because nobody knows for sure, because people will lie to you now. Oh, yeah. That, sure. I don't think that Matt LaFleur does that. I think, given that, no, I'm, I'm, uh, no, the guy was going to fire me. He doesn't think I'm any good. Why would I hire a person to be a defensive coordinator who doesn't think I'm any good? I really want him on my staff? What might he be likely to say? You know, I took the job because I, I don't I mean, I who's will people take a job as a defensive coordinator if they think the offensive uh, coordinator stinks? Yeah. You can get a job. Your job is the defense. 
Why would LaFleur hire him? Well, why would he hire him? Because I think he's a great defensive coach. Would you hire someone who tried to fire you? Listen, I don't know all the facts behind it. That's true. So, like, I don't know everything behind that story. So, like, I... You know, I'd love to talk to the person that said Matt LaFleur told him that. Like, that would be amazing. That would be great stuff. But I don't know the facts behind it. All I know is that Mike Vrabel is really a hell good. of a football coach. Yeah. And and I know he's a motivator. So you put that together, which, you know, there were times you'd watch the defense and, you know, maybe a little lack of motivation, a little lack of want to. I don't think that would happen under a guy like Mike Vrabel. I don't think it'd be humanly possible. So – that's why I. That's why for me. Wow. And listen, you would listen. tell. You would tell. Assume that Vrabel was going to fire Lafleur. All right. Okay. Would okay. you still tell Matt Lafleur? Hey, you got to be above that. You need this guy. He'll help you. You can trust him or whatever if you can. Then you would still tell him to hire him. Yes or no? To me, to me, I would ask him like, can you even? Can you two even sit in a room together? That would be my first question is, can you guys stand each other? And if the answer to that is yes, the next question would be, do you trust them? And then if that answer was yes, the next one would be, hey, if you can do two of those things and Mm -hmm. you know he's a good football coach and something might have happened unless you were hired away by Green Bay as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers before he could fire you, which still blows my mind, right? Like he was going to fire him. Well, we're going to ask him. We're going to ask Jason Wilde that. He's next. Let's find out. He'll see uh, the accuracy of my story. Jason Wilde, because you don't have injuries to talk to him about because the season's over. Uh, unless yep. there's season any injury. All right. Is, does Jason Wilde think I know what the hell I'm talking about regarding this with Vrabel and LaFleur next? This is the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Everybody on the planet Earth should get Packer information from Jason Wildey every day of the year. That's actually not why he's on here. He's on today because Brian Bulaga said, I want Jason Wildey on every Thursday. So he is, and I'm happy with that. Go ahead, Doctor of Football. Introduce him appropriately. Jason, good evening. How we doing? I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah, Why, what I, yeah. What did, I, what did I do now? Created a battle. So it's all. It's gonna be. It's gonna be all Homer this segment. Uh, you okay, don't follow okay. me on Twitter. You don't yes, follow do. me on Twitter. No, you I literally don't. do. No, you don't. No, I you don't. Do. Get him, Jason. Get him, Jason. No, no, no. Big Brian Balaga fan here. Big fan of his work. Think he's really grown in his post NFL career. Is there any way I can check that to see who's right? Pebble, can you check that? You're good on that Twitter stuff. Can you check Pebble to see if Bulaga checker. follows Jason Wilde? Uh huh. I know Brian uh-huh. Bulaga check. follows me. Well, but that's even worse. I'm fine. I I would agree if I were you. I would I be sw- upset. I, yes. I, I I swear I did. <laughs> I guess I didn't. Mm. All right, uh, Jason. Now, now. That, now that there you go, I did now. Now that you, <laughs> now that, which, which yeah, that just I that just supported uh, Jason's position. Uh, get, you had I to do it, it now. Uh, Jason wins that one in a TKO in the first round. Um, yes, I, uh, I, the I, only reason the only reason I noticed it was because Brian 
with his 135,000 followers, because mm-hmm. everyone loves a good Brian Balaga story. I agree. Tweeted out that the Homer Hour was starting, and and we should tune in. And so I, I just, I don't know if my fat fingers bumped the wrong thing. I was going to click the link, and instead I clicked his bio, and it says that I follow him, but it doesn't follow me, and I got really mad. It hurt my feelings. So now I that I've it. gotten I... that rectified. I understand. I'm I understand. I understand why you'd be upset about that. So I apologize. Yeah, he apologized. All right, Jason. I said earlier today, I listened and I heard someone say, there's no way that Vrabel will be the next defensive coordinator of the Packers. And I took it, meaning that I thought that reporter had been told by Matt LaFleur, I ain't hiring that guy. He wanted to fire me or something to that effect. Um, Agree or disagree with any of the accuracy of my analysis? I don't know who told who what. I just know that. Uh, they are not close. They are not friends. Uh, their relationship ended poorly in Tennessee. It is true that Brabel was contemplating uh, firing him and, and held off on doing it uh, while Matt was going through the interview process. And, again, I would argue that it doesn't, turns out it doesn't really matter, and it doesn't look great for Mike Vrabel that he was going to fire a guy who clearly knows what he's doing. Uh, And then, remember, after he left, uh, Arthur Smith got that job, and then Arthur Smith got a head coaching job, from which he has since been fired, by the way. But, yeah, that is not a – like, when they played Tennessee last year, like, I know there were some folks that that were thinking, uh, oh, good story, you know, Mike Vrabel and Matt LaFleur going against each other. It's just like when he goes against Sean McVay or – uh, Mike Sherman's son-in-law, Zach Taylor, or all these other guys, and that's just not the case. Now, I will tell you this: uh, I don't. I haven't checked their. I don't know their uh, opponents by heart, but I do know that Raheem Morris is one of Matt Lafleur's good buddies, and so he will be. Uh, he will be happy for Raheem Morris to have gotten that job in Atlanta. Yeah. So that Homer, that's kind of what I was saying. If. You said if you talked to Matt LaFleur, I would say yes. Are you guys even friends? Jason answered that question, that they don't talk. Yeah. They, have, they have absolutely – so then the answer would be no, you can't hire Vrabel then. <laughs> will the, hold on. Will the Green Bay Packers suffer because Matt LaFleur doesn't have the willingness to attempt to hire somebody oh, who's very man. good because he thought he was going to fire him? Well, look, I don't know – First of all, like, does Mike Vrabel want to be a uh, defensive coordinator this season? I know he's not going to get the job if he isn't offered the job. We agree with that, right? Right. But what I'm saying is he's getting he's getting paid, right? Like he had contract years left on his contract in Tennessee, so he doesn't have to work, right? And I don't know what the offset language is. I know that in, for example, Matt Ryan's contract, because remember. Once upon a time, and I still think I was right about this. I, I understand I've been wrong about a lot lately. But nah, not many. I really thought I thought it would be great if Matt Ryan had been the Packers' backup quarterback because we knew that he was basically washed, right? Mm-hmm. That So he wouldn't have been a threat to Jordan Love. And yet, here's a guy who won an MVP, went to a Super Bowl while playing for Matt LaFleur as his quarterback's coach who knew the offense like the back of his hand. I agree. I joined that, that club. Why wasn't he? Right. Because the offset language in his contract with the Colts was that if he went 
and signed with another team, mm. it took that money off of what the Colts owed him. So he would oh. basically be playing for free, and he said, you know what I could do instead? I could take this year off. I could go work for CBS, get my body right, so if I want to be a backup like Matt Hasselbeck was late in his career, I can do that, and CBS can pay me $10 bucks, and I get the full amount of money that the Colts owe me. He is a business genius to have been smart enough to do that yeah yeah good advice from his agent i will say that good advice yeah so the the only better advice would be sign with the chargers (laughs) right well i I mean with harbaugh going there now that's gonna be (laughs) that's gonna be eye-opening for some of those guys (laughs) it's gonna be a little (laughs) eye-opening but hey hey Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> what do you mean? What, what, I feel like there are things being said, but they're not being said. What do you, what, uh, Dr. Football, what do, you want, what do you want to tell people, really? You're kind of saying... Well, what, 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 I'm, what, what I'm saying is that it's pretty well known how we, how San Francisco was. How, no, was, I don't know what's well known. How was San Francisco? Tell me. It was, it was a tough place to be. Because he's a pain in the yeah. butt or what? He's demanding or? He, he runs a hard ship. We'll what is a hard way. ship? Is he rude? Is he a jerk? I, I, or I is he just demanding? I, see, demanding is not a bad thing. I know. Demanding, demanding right? is fine. Like, that's not a big deal. But you're acting like it's not demanding. He was something yeah, else. We're, we're, we're talking about grinding guys into the ground. Yeah. And that's not, mm-hmm. and that's not a, a place that, um, especially if you want to, you know, bring in veteran guys and free agents. Okay, that, what is grinding guys into the ground? Give me an example of that. Practicing like, four times a day, or what? I don't, I don't know it. Yeah, brutal practices. Okay. Strength and conditioning program that literally is, you know, does more damage to guys than, Ooh, than good. Okay. Um, th- things of that nature. I mean, you looked at that 49ers team. When he was there, yeah, they peaked, and they had a bunch of dudes, right? They were a bad team for a long time. They acquired a ton of talent. Harbaugh came in, put it all together, and that thing fizzled quick because guys could Mm -hmm. not sustain that style for a long time. And those guys got beat up. I mean, we're talking. Yeah, Staley, Mm -hmm. the Bowmans, Patrick Willis, Justin Smith, like Whitner, all those dudes, right? Like, it just – it was it wasn't sustainable. So I got it. What Thank I, you for the explanation. So that's what I'm saying. But so, Jason, what what are you hearing then from a defensive standpoint? Like, kind of, you know, I know your ears are always to the streets with these things. What are you hearing <laughs> about the the defensive coordinator? Clearly, team? that was never that important to you since you didn't follow him on Twitter. But I probably didn't need to say that. <laughs> oh, you know, okay, that was unnecessary. I thought By it was the way, good, now though. I lost that club. I lost that club out of my bag. I, I finally played it, and I wanted to really get after him. And now, now he, now he went and followed me and apologized. I mean, that's the kind of guy that's right. Brian Bulaga. Which you expected right. him to do it when you brought it up, if it was true. But go ahead. Um, so, so I think there's there's a couple of ways that Matt Lafleur can go here. Now, I think it's interesting that today uh, the Carolina Panthers hired Matt Canales, the offensive coordinator from Tampa Bay because here's why here's why I believe that affects I don't know how it affects yet but here's why I believe that affects the Packers plans with their defensive coordinator because Ajero Everell who I've already announced as my guy when I was talking to Homer yesterday 
Um, you know, he worked with LaFleur in L.A. in 2017. He actually was, I don't know, you probably didn't have a whole lot of interaction with him in 16 when he was in Green Bay as a defensive quality control guy. But he's had success at two largely dysfunctional places the last two years, Carolina this year and uh, Denver last year. They were blocking him while they were interviewing him for the head coaching job, which they now passed him over for. Uh, they were blocking him from interviewing for other defensive coordinator jobs the Panthers were. Uh, he did have two interviews in Atlanta, which, again, is why the Raheem Mostert hiring, uh, Raheem Mostert, Raheem Morris hiring is significant because that means that Evero is out of the mix on that job as well. The question I have now is, are, and Homer kind of brought up a good point yesterday, I can't believe I just said that, that I don't know if Carolina – is you're welcome. If Carolina is basically trying to get like extract a draft pick from a team that wants Evero because he's under contract, or if simply they didn't know what direction they were going to go, so they wanted to keep him as long as they could in case they wanted to do something. Because here's the other possibility: Canales is going to come in, and he's an offensive guy, first-time offensive coordinator, if I remember correctly, for this season. And he's yeah. going to want a really good defensive coordinator. And does that mean that, you know, he, they're going to try and kind of make a arranged marriage, if you will, because he is Evero is well respected in in the Panthers organization. I have a buddy who works there, and so they all love him. So if that all falls in the direction of Carolina is going to do everything to keep him, even though they didn't hire him as their head coach, that takes a guy that I think Matt Lafleur really wants now he may want others too and he may have other people that he likes that he will pursue and if you look back on the nine guys that interviewed the last time the job was open eight beyond joe barry seven beyond evero because he interviewed there's some really good names in there so i i don't know who will be part of his interviewing process here but i think he will probably try and cast a wide net the only thing that I really like about Evero beyond just his reputation is the fact that you would be you would be basically keeping the same system but with someone who is a better in-game adjuster, someone who is more aggressive within that system. And so the adjustment, while there would be some, would not be enormous. And I feel like that, along with his reputation and Lafleur's connection to him, make him the most logical candidate to be toward the top of the list but again i think he's gonna i think he's gonna explore a bunch of options if there's one thing that matt lafleur is it's thorough and i would anticipate him uh interviewing a bunch of guys yeah so it really just depends on if carolina allows him to to interview for a lateral job essentially right right yeah and and again i don't know like i you know so they fired the head coach in season, right? Frank Reich. Um, yep. They didn't make Evero the he- the interim, right? They could have done that. They didn't. They did it with their special teams coach instead. And then when other teams wanted to try and interview him, since they had fired their head coach, I'm guessing those teams that put in those requests thought they were formal, just like a formality. And instead, they got, no, we're not going to let him, which, you know, I, I don't want to get into this too deep, but I love Mike McCarthy. He's one of my favorite humans but I never understood why he blocked so many of his assistants from interviewing. I I always thought that that was a bad look and it created some hard feelings with some of his assistants. 
I don't know yeah. this Tepper guy. I don't like anything about him. I mean, he's dumping drinks on fans yeah. that are cheering yeah. against his team. Uh, I, I'm just curious if Evero – like, what's the old saying? I, I can't remember who the coach that said it. Maybe it was Tomlin. I want volunteers, not hostages. Yeah. Like, uh, if I'm him, I'm not sure that I want to necessarily work there. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Okay. Yeah, because I, I mentioned a homer. I don't know if, if this name came up. Wink Martindale. Did that name come up? Yeah. Has it come up at all? Yeah, I mean, he. so there's a couple of breadcrumbs that I'm following now. And both the two guys, Evero, before they played Carolina, which, remember, that was Christmas Eve day. It was the week after they got blasted by the Buccaneers. And yeah. Lafleur did not come out right away and say, I'm not firing Joe Barry after the game, right? He kind of hedged. And then the next day, his answer about why didn't you fire him was, if I thought that was the right decision, I would have done it, was not exactly a ringing endorsement. But then later in the week, he started talking about Evero, and it was this lengthy, flowery, just bouquet after bouquet of what a great coach he is. And that, I thought, was very telling. And then when they played the Giants going into that game, he talked with a lot of admiration about Wink Martindale, who he had gone against when they played Baltimore a year or two earlier. And I remember him praising him then, too. Like, he's really aggressive. He's really smart. He's so experienced. So when coaches, like every coach says, oh, they're well-coached, they're well-prepared. Like, they always say that before they play an opponent. But when they go in-depth talking about coaches with that much admiration, it's hard not to think, okay, this guy really likes this guy. And by the way, he didn't say those types of things about Mike Rabel the week they played the Titans. <laughs> All right, Jason, I got to let you go because uh, we're late. Yeah, hard to believe. Not a surprise. I know. Yeah. All right, guys, take care. Be good. Thanks, Jason. Hey, Third Jason. quarter, it'll be short. Fourth quarter, it'll be short. It doesn't matter. Remember. The doctor of football, Brian Bulaga, the loss to the 49ers cut him deep. Next. Go beyond your field of study and get a world-class education and leadership by joining the U.S. Army ROTC. As an Army officer, you'll work side-by-side with peers who support your growth, and you'll become a role model, mentor, and decision maker. In any environment, at any scale, it's a challenging path. But along the way, you'll sharpen your skills and show yourself and those around you exactly what you're capable of. Decide the lead at GoArmy.com slash officer or contact your local Marquette University Army ROTC program to get started. The doctor of football, Brian Bulaga. And yes, I had a discount liquor Twitter poll question. And I'm curious as to his vote, even though I pretty much know what it's going to be. Uh, I say the Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, should hire back Joe Barry to be a position coach on Green Bay staff. Agree or disagree? I mention that because I think Matt LaFleur wants to do it. And if he wants to do it, do it. Joe Barry's defense finished 10th in points given up. I'm not sure the guy who takes over this year will finish in the top 10. So... He represented himself well this year, especially the way they finished. And I have no problem with him hiring. So uh, you've given us some insight into this, but do you agree or disagree that he should hire Joe Barry? I disagree. What if he wants to? What if Matt LaFleur wants to hire him? Does that 
change your opinion as to if he should. I mean, as a as someone who played under Matt, I I trust Matt and kind of his his judgment and how he sees things and and you know just kind of his um his gauge on the locker room and all that and his kind of just the way he runs his program. So if he wants to do it, obviously I'd be like, all right, Matt, like that's it's your call. You like, believe right? he understands all the factors, players, what they thought in the locker room. He wouldn't do it if there were issues with the players about yeah. that kind Correct. of stuff. Yeah. Correct. And and I and I don't know, maybe you know this. I don't I know. I don't. What, what? I don't. I know less than you about everything regarding the Green Bay Packers. Well, People no, should know that say, when they listen. What position group did Joe does Joe Barry go into? What did he do? I before? thought he was I'm going to go back. I said I said linebackers he's been very good at, but Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's I, I guess that's And right. then they they so create all these positions, you know, defensive core the uh, quality control, which means that they have a person for every group. All right, yeah. let's go. Uh, uh, with the Rams, assistant head coach. I love that. And linebackers coach. Uh, linebackers coach. Linebackers coach. Linebackers coach. Linebackers okay. coach. And linebackers coach. Linebackers coach. Uh, back in uh, 1995, USC was a defensive line coach. And for the 49ers in 2000, he was a defensive quality control coach. And you and I both know that means... They have a position at every position, so they have to add to add someone. They got to make up something. Defensive yep. quality control is a made up because you already have a linebackers coach or wherever you want to put him. My suggestion is make him the assistant linebackers coach because clearly he's not as important as the position coach, or they wouldn't have the position coach. Am I right there? This is just all. Made up garbage. There are so many basketball positions now that they can't even use quality control because they filled that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they bring him in to be the assistant to the linebackers coach, like, I guess that's fine. You know what I mean? And then my only question is, does there become a power struggle then within that room that Joe Barry feels that if he starts to slowly take over, they'll fire the linebackers I, coach and he'll I, get I don't know. I don't know Joe Barry, which is why I shouldn't comment, but I – I don't have any worry about that. Uh, I assume that Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur like each other because they're both nice people. I refer to Matt LaFleur as soft. Now I say, no, he's smart because the stuff he did this year worked. And I would guess that Joe Barry would have to be similar or they wouldn't be buds. Yeah. So, so I mean, listen, if Matt LaFleur wants to do it and he does it, I'm not going to come on our next show and I'm not going to gripe about it. I'll put it that way. I just gave my two cents on and how it can yeah. impact the locker room and then the new D coordinator that comes in. Um, but if he wants to do it, then, then yeah, do it. Oh, like I, I, I just assume the new D coordinator would have to know Joe Barry. I don't, I don't believe for a second that LaFleur would do it unless the, the two people had a relationship of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Cause that, cause at the end of the day, he, the guy will get to pick his staff if he wants to right. keep the guys there. Or, so there will be some play there, but yeah, the only, I mean, if obviously, like Jason was saying, if they do somehow pry ever away from, I think they were together with the Rams. Yeah, if they if he somehow pries ever away from the Rams, then yeah, you could definitely see that Joe Barry. Right. Stand, no, he's right? with like he's that. with Carolina now, but he but Evero was with the Rams in 2021, secondary coach and passing game coordinator. I believe yeah. that Joe Barry was with the Rams that year too, or they were together for a couple of years. I'll have to check. By the way. Evero uh, would fit as the follow to Joe Barry because the defense of Carolina was 29th of 32 teams in points given up. 
Uh, also of well, note, uh, he is the most unlucky defensive coordinator the last two years. He was in Denver. Denver had the lowest scoring offense in the league, 32nd. And this year he was with Carolina. Guess how Carolina did offensively, uh, Brian? I'm going to guess dead last. Dead last again. <laughs> how would you like to be a coordinator, go from one team last to another team last? And no, I, I, do, mean, not, I do not believe the Packers would make it three in a row. No, I mean, just imagine that as a D coordinator being with the last-ranked offense going into your D, D, you know, your yes. defensive meeting with your players. Hey, guys, can't give up three today because we may not score yeah, three. Got to shut them out. And as a matter of fact, after they put up 30 on Green Bay, he could have said, hey, we got to shut them out. And they still wouldn't have won yeah. because Carolina did not score in either of their last two games. Fourth quarter, Brian Bulaga next. It is a short fourth quarter, and I wish to inform everyone that if Evero gets the defensive coordinator's job, Joe Barry's coming. Uh, between 2017 and 2020, Joe Barry was the Rams, the L.A. Rams, assistant head coach and linebacker coach. Evero was, for those exact same years, the safeties coach. Yeah, so, yeah, I would... I- you're on to something there, then. You're certainly on to something there. Well, and it, it, it doesn't bother me. I uh, I understand he did what he did, but when you do, you also have to understand the job that Joe Barry did this last year. And am I, am I saying he shouldn't have been uh, fired or whatever they did? No, I get it. But the team finished 10th in points given up. That yeah, it's good. that has been bettered by the Green Bay Packers. How many times in the last fourteen years? Once they were ninth in two thousand and nineteen. They were second in two thousand and ten. This is where they have been in points given up since they won the Super Bowl in two thousand and ten. Nineteenth, eleventh, twenty fourth, thirteenth, twelfth, twenty first, twenty sixth, twenty second, ninth, thirteenth, thirteenth, seventeenth, and now tenth. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just let the fact stand that yep, yep. if he chose to bring him back, he would be bringing him back one because he knows the new defensive coordinator. And his job as defensive coordinator this year was, okay, if it's not Joe Barry, how would I judge it? Uh, definitely better than average. Yeah, I think I think better than average is is a good description of it. I think that's a fair description because, like, I mean, we talked about it a bunch. As as, as many ugly games as there was, oh, right? You know, you, historically you know, ugly. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the Lions, the Vikings, Carolina, the Giants. You know, a decent handful of games. The Falcons early on, where they ran for two and a quarter. Like there were plenty of games that you're like, oh, what is like, what is going on here? You still have to look at, right, like. The points allowed thing's a big deal because at the end of the day, it counts points on the board is what wins and loses games, and and you know the team ranked pretty well in that. So so you gotta you gotta give them some credit because and especially in the playoff games, he did a good job. He did a good job. You can't you can't take that away from him. And I'm um you know when you feel like you can do better, then go 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 out and try to find out you can do better. But um yeah. There's a very good possibility that they will not finish tenth in points given up next year. We'll see, because that's a pretty yeah. good year by Packer standards. His his overall performance comparable to uh, Mike Pettin, 
um, or comparing him is pretty much uh, even. He might have a, actually have a slight edge, but um, whatever Patton did, uh, Joe Barry equaled that by getting a tenth. Patton had one year at ninth. So, okay. Well. But all everybody needs to know is, do you feel like you were cut deep by the loss to the 49ers? I didn't believe you even said it at the beginning, but I'm going to give you a chance if maybe given some thought in this homer hour, you've changed your mind. No, it, it stings, man. It stings. It hurts. Um, especially the way that 49ers game played out. It hurts. Because um, I, I feel like they should be going to Detroit right now. Well, I will agree with that. Uh, and during that game, I thought, damn, this team is good. They're blue flame smoking hot. They could win or at least certainly get to the Super Bowl. I think the AFC teams are much better with, I mean, how do you feel about this? Kansas City or Baltimore is not going to make it. Think about that. Kansas City could beat Buffalo and still not make the Super Bowl. The doctor of football predicting, not predicting, your expectation, Packers to make the NFC Championship game Next year. Marquette Thursdays. Next.